Welcome to the Abbot Loop Community Church Podcast. Enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. Question is, how firm is your foundation? What are you building on? What are we building on? We're in this series called Connect, and we're talking about building the church and how we build the church and what is, what is our purpose and what is our position in that? Amen? So today, connection. We've been exploring the need that we have for connection, that there is a love need inside of each one of us. There is this desire in each one of us to be connected and to know and be known, to know others and be known by them. God has just put these gaps, these holes, these vacuums, if you call them, that are just pulling people into those spaces. And also that our lives, our homes, are, are designed uh, to bring people along and to include them in the kingdom. But you and I have to see something. We have to see that we are made to build. There is also another need that's going on inside your life, and it's this desire that is working inside you to build something. We all want to create, and throughout all human history, God put this building desire inside of his people so that we would build stuff. We can't stop ourselves. The second we think, oh, that's all that could be built, you know, they're like, oh, that's all that could ever happen. And then like somebody made a train. They're like, what the heck is that thing? You imagine the first guy to see an airplane and not knowing what it was. And then we build airplanes. I mean, we flew from... Alaska to Mexico in a day and then went to the beach. <laughs> and all they're going to do is keep making those things faster, better, bigger, more awesome. But God put that desire inside of man, inside of all of us to build something. What are we building? And does it have real value? Let's look at what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. This is Jesus teaching us about his church and how to build. 1 Corinthians 3, 5. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? If our, we are only God's servants through whom you believed the good news, each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid a foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one we have already laid Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use 
a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, okay, if the work survives, that builder will build, will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Don't you realize that all of you together, come on, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Let's pray. Father, today, we want a fresh revelation from your Spirit. Lord, we want to see the way you see. We want to be the church you've designed and desired us to be. Will you align my heart, my mind, my thoughts with you and your intentions for me and for your church? I want to be a builder and not just an average builder. I want to be an expert builder in Jesus' name. Let your love run through my life, through my spirit, like a rushing river of living water that I will matter to those around me, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Jesus says to Peter, he says to him, on you, I'm gonna build my church. My church, right? Not your church, somebody else's church, not something you kinda like, but he says, on you, I'm gonna build my church and the gates of Hades aren't going to be able to stop it. Jesus is the builder of all churches. But he builds them on disciples. Peter's. Are you a Peter? Look, we were just down in California. No, south, far, farther south. We were in Mexico. And we, we went there for vacation, right? And so we go out. And beach time is fun. How many of you guys like beach time? Mostly. Except for when... Sand starts exploring, right? <laughs> All the places it can go. So we're down there, we're having fun. We're building sandcastles, right? So my kids, my little guys are like, let's build an epic sandcastle. So we make this giant pirate ship. So we're building this huge pirate ship. And we build it right on the shoreline where I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, yeah, this water's probably gonna get this thing, right? Good teaching moment, right? So we build it right there. And I don't give any other structure. I'm like, yeah, let's build it right there. So we build it all right there. So we're building this thing up, right? Um, we're building that. My other kid is digging a hole. Every 16-year-old needs to build, dig a hole, right? So he's digging a bathtub. He wants to make a hot tub on the beach, right? And so he's digging, and he's working hard. And he's, I don't know, she was digging for a long time. It might have been an hour, but I wasn't really keeping track. He digs a pretty good size hole, but then the water starts to come in. And how many know what happens to sandcastles when the water comes in? And our kids are like, Bill, they're like, this is so awesome. Look at this thing and that thing. And then the water just starts hitting it. And you know how those bigger waves come in? And then all of a sudden just eats 
and he dissolves a huge part of our boat. So it's so annoying. But my my son, he's digging this hole. He digs this pretty impressive hole, and he's sitting in it, you know. And within, I mean, it was less than five minutes. His poor little hole, while he was still digging it, filled all the way in. <laughs> Sandcastles on the beach, right? Building the church can feel like this. Like you're just building sandcastles on the beach. And, and all of a sudden, all this work you put into this beautiful sandcastle, it just gets eroded in a moment. Just sucked into the sea. You know, we're out swimming, and we're like, build this cat sandcastle. And before it totally got dissolved, I like put my sunglasses on it. And we get it all the way we want, put my stuff on it, right? And we go out, and we're playing in the beach. And I see these, this couple, like they just walk over, and then they just sit on my sandcastle. So, some people just want to sit on your sandcastle. Just, and then they took my sunglasses and left. They took my stuff. <laughs> There's time when you're building things in your life, you're building the church, you feel like, oh, I'm just building what you call me to do. And then somebody just comes and sits on your sandcastle and takes your stuff. Kicks it over. They don't care. It's like your butt wasn't made for my pirate ship. And the water just wipes it all away. You're like, why did we do that? Why did we spend all this time? Look, this passage is telling us that there's going to be a moment when you and I, we're at the judgment seat of Christ, and we're standing there not for our salvation. We wouldn't be there if it was for our salvation, guys. You're saved. You're just in through the flames. Woo, it's toasty back there, right? And you just step in, and God is going to kick up that fire. He's going to turn it up, and he's going to point it towards everything you built for him. And it's going to burn it. And, you're gonna go, and then you're going to get to see what's left over. Will there be anything left over? There can be if you become an expert builder. God gives us the instructions on how to build, what to build, the way to build it. But you and I have to listen and we have to participate. If we don't participate, we're just that group of people that are just like, well, we just barely made it in here. Woo! That's going to be good, by the way. I, I recommend you at least start there. But I tell you what, I want something more. I want that reward that he has for me. I want to see what that could be. I want to see what it could be like when I step through and when he kicks up the flames of judgment on everything I built, he like gives it his best Fire Lord roasting. And when it's done, it's just shinier and the same size. Yeah, it's refined in the refiner's fire. And I go, boom, how you like me now? How about you? 
And it doesn't say Josh is going to stand there alone. It says, together, we're the temple of God. Together, we build. Together, we're the church. Not alone. Together. Together, we get the chance to build through a connection that God has given us from heaven with him. And we get to share that connection with others as we love them into the kingdom over and over and over again. And they get to experience the goodness that we experience in our love relationship with God. I'm convinced that God is doing what's best for us. Sometimes as parents, um, we're trying to do what's best for our children. And they don't get it. They don't see it. We're like, eat your peas. It's good for you. You're like, this makes no sense to me. <laughs> right? Have, eat the green things. Not the green things in your nose. The green things I put on your plate. Right? They're good for you. Some kids get confused. <laughs> Eat healthy protein. Go to bed at night. You can't play video games all the time. What? How is this not good for me? You can't watch SpongeBob every day for your education. You will go mindless. <laughs> Children need instruction. We need it when we were kids. It didn't make sense to us sometimes. We didn't have the perspective. Look, God has given us instructions on what's most important for us, and he gives it to us for our benefit, not to hold back something good for us. He says, no, 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 you don't want to go over there into that sin trap. That's not good for you. That's going to hurt you and hurt others. I want you to move over here towards righteousness, and I want you to, 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 to live in that, in holiness, because it's good for you. I want what's best for you. Look, he made connection in your heart because it's best for you. You need people. Sometimes like, I don't need connection. I'm just perfect and totally whole. You're not whole. You're not that awesome. You're not him. You're not Jesus. In fact, even God himself has a longing for relationship. I don't understand it, but it's true. You're holy which I mean made holy by Jesus, but you're also holy. You got holes. And they have needs. And God gave you those on purpose to draw you into what he wants for you that's best, what's best for you. And your needs to, to be connected to one another, to be known and know others, your need to be connected to God, and your need to build. You need to build something. And when you put your head on your pillow at night, you go to bed after you built something that was meaningful, at least believe it's meaningful, and there's a peace that comes in your heart, and you go, I, I, fulfill, I completed something today that meant something. You're made for that. Your, your desire and need to build is absolutely placed there by God. And we have to give into it. We've got to focus it on the things that are most important. 1 Corinthians 3, 5, if we just go back there, he says this, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? He's not saying we're important. We're amazing. No, we're only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. That's it. Yes, there's value, but just don't overdo it. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. What is the work that the Lord is giving us? Is giving you and giving us 
together. Because that, that's a longing, that's something that's built there and given to you by God. Verse 6, he says, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. God is giving you not only the desire to build, but to build together with others. And to build something that's important that will last. And it says here, and both will be rewarded. If I sow and then you water and someone else harvests, we all get the same reward. That person enters eternity. And I want to ask you this. Who is going to be in eternity because of you? Who is going to who is going to be in eternity and say, if it wasn't for Josh, where would I be? If it wasn't for that person, who would I be? Where would I be? And are they thinking of your name? Are they looking at your face? Do they have that kind of connection with you as a builder? You're made for it. And I believe when we stand before God, that judgment day, we'll be standing there and God's gonna line everybody up. I don't have the scripture to tell you this, but this is just what I believe with all my heart. The reward we're gonna get, this is the reward. We're gonna walk through those flames. We're gonna be all like, bam. We're gonna look forward and God's gonna show us every single person that is entering eternity or a part of eternity because of us, because of our work. And not just average work, it says here, because of our hard work, our own hard work. Not the hard work of somebody else. We get to take and rob and steal, right? Tax the rich and give it to the poor. Doesn't work like that in eternity. Your own hard work together. Mutual reward together. And those people stand there and it'd be because of you. Because of you, I'm here. Oh man, I hope it's a sea of people. I want it to be a sea of people so big, I'm like, how is that possible? My son, you were just faithful. You just did what I put in front of you. You didn't make too big of a deal of yourself. You just made a connection with one person. You told them that I love them. And look what I could do through you and through all the people. And then we're probably going to get to stand together. We got eternity. We got all time to do this, right? Parties go on forever. So we all get to stand together. And then we get to see the collective sea of people we all had that impact on. God has ultimate perspective. He'll lift us up as high as it needs to take. Just grab us by an angel or something. Be like, yeah, let's look at that. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm like, I'll take the time to see that kind of reward. But will you and I, will we take the time to earn it now? Will we take the time to build now? Because that's the time you have. The time you have is the time you have now. You don't have the guarantee of the time you might have or could have, potentially have, tomorrow. You have now. This is why we have to learn how to become wise, expert builders, master builders. 
Because a master builder understands the basics of building. You and I have to understand where to build. Paul says there's one place to build. And I laid that foundation as an expert builder. 1 Corinthians 3.10. I'm a ma wise master builder. There's one foundation. That foundation is the Lord Jesus himself. Everything else that we build on is just that sinking sand. When the storm comes, it gets absorbed. It's gone. When the fire of judgment day comes, it has no value. Whatever you're building, if it's not on Jesus, it gets burned up. Hello. I want to be a wise, expert builder who builds with the instruction plan that God gives me. And I want to listen to his teaching and build on the rock that is Christ. We have to really see as expert builders that our community is built on Jesus, on him, in him, through him, by him, for him. Come on. We build it on him. It's in him. It's through him. And it's for him. This is worship. This is worship. Romans 12.1 says that I give up my whole life as an offering, a sacrifice for God. That's holy and acceptable. That's pleasing to him. Ephesians 5.1 says Jesus gave it up that way, and we're supposed to do the same, and it's a sweet-smelling aroma of sacrifice in God's nostrils. I want my life to put off a sweet aroma for Jesus. Come on now. Let's get some of this sweet aroma of sacrifice. It comes from hard work, and it goes up, and it goes up to Jesus. He's like, I'm going to get me some more of that Josh sacrifice smell. That's got a little bit of Old Spice swagger to it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And when I get done with my hard work, <laughs> there's a reward. I get to stand there, and I know it meant something. We also have to know how to build. <laughs> we got to know how to do it. A wise master builder, an expert builder, knows how to build. Not just where to build. First, we build on the right site. We're going to have find the building site. It's Jesus. But then we're going to learn how to build with the right materials and how to put it all together. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31 says this, So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Hmm, there's less helpful gifts? The most helpful gift. So the least helpful gift is the gift of judgment. You guys all know I always pick on judgment. I'm a positivity guy. Take a negativity somewhere else. That's not a gift from the Lord. And there are least helpful gifts, the most helpful gift. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. You want to be a wise master builder, an extra builder. Same book of the Bible, by the way. Same context that Paul is talking about. Same teacher. Chapter 3, he says, I'm going to show you how to be an expert builder. Chapter 12 and 13, he says, this is the material you must build on. I gave you gifts and tools. Chapter 12, and now I'm going to show you how to put them to work. 
Verse 13, one, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all God's secret plans, and I could even understand the mind of a woman. Wait. It's in between. It's in the fine print. And possessed all knowledge. And if I had such faith that I could move mountains but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Talking about building on the sand. It can look like you've built some big castle for Jesus and put all your accessories on it, but then somebody else can easily just go put their butt on that thing and squash it down and the tide runs it away. Fills in your little beach hole you dug. Gone. If you don't build it with love. We can make our church look like something on the outside that people want to be a part of and they all just gather around. But if it is not truly built on love, if every message isn't motivated from love, every opportunity to worship, every time we serve and we go serve our kids in the kids ministry or reach out in the community or go to a small group or, or set up the chairs or do anything, if it's not for love, we preach to somebody, prophesy to them, tell them about Jesus. We help somebody when they're in trouble and need. If it's for any other motivation than unconditional love, I get nothing in return. I'm doing this only for Jesus as an act of worship. If it has any other motive, it's just a clanging symbol. It is just a, a sandcastle to be washed away. It's something that just gets burned up in the fire of judgment and you'll have no value. In that work, I want value in my work. I want this to matter. I want my life to matter. Do you want your life to matter? Do you want our church to matter? Does anybody say, oh, if it wasn't for that church up on the hill with the awesome doors that are like hanging in the sky on the outside of the building and it looks like we uncovered it, because we did. If it wasn't for that place, who would I be? Where would I be? If it wasn't for those people, that person specifically, Joni Tanner, if it wasn't for you, who would I be? She led me to Jesus, by the way. I appreciate that. Who would I be? Who is saying that about you? When you go through into eternity, you're gonna come in, you're like, whoa, baby, I made it. And you look around and you go like, Where's my reward? Jesus goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All by myself. I made it into eternity. All by myself. Right? <laughs> All by myself. Or is it? You step in, and there's more people than you can see. And they're all looking at you going, Josh, baby, you made it. We made it. I'm here because of you and what God did through you. And we all worship Jesus together.
Because it's not going to be you all worship me or I worship you or whoever did. No, we're going to all worship Jesus and how good he is. And we got to build together with him. But you have to see that you're a builder. You have to believe you are made for connection and you have to see yourself that you are made to be a builder and God has given you this charge. You ha you're called to do it. And there's a need, a passion, desire in your heart that's just saying, I gotta build something today. Are you building it for you? Are you building a castle of sand? Are you building the church? That Jesus said, I'm gonna build on this through my disciples and the that the gates of hell, not even the armies of hell can take that thing out. They're gonna try. They're gonna crash up on it like the waves of the sea and it's gonna do nothing if you build it right. You choose the right location as an expert builder. You choose the right materials, love. And we build on love and we build on, on Jesus and we build through love. But we also have to know what we're building. You and I aren't building something for ourselves that makes us feel comfortable when we show up. You're not a lollygagging, lazy believer. We're not building this for you. It, we're, that's not what we're building. This is not a consumer space. If it's a consumer space, it will be consumed by fire. I promise. Jesus said it. Listen. <laughs> it will be consumed. You're a Marine. You, you are a soldier. You're a servant. You're called hard work. Not average work. Hard work for Jesus. We're building his church. He said to Peter, my church, not your church, does the thongs, you like them the way you like them and opens the door the way you want. Hey, where's my door opener guy? I swear he was standing there last week. Where's my door opener guy? I don't open doors at my church. <laughs> Servants open them for me. There you go. Thank you very much. I'm coming in now. Where's my worship song? Where's that one I like? Where's my worship leader? The one I like. Where's my preacher? Is he on vacation? <laughs> Getting a tan? Where's that one I like? Hey, listen, not your church. Not your church. Not your door greeter. You don't got bellboys here. You're a Marine. You don't show up to be pampered at church. You're showing up to go to work. You need to eat so you got the calories so you can do more work <laughs> out there. We come here to worship the guy who gives us a job. <laughs> How many are thankful for your job? Like, oh, gives you provision that you need. Oh, maybe there's provision you need in eternity that you don't totally have figured out, and you're like, Daddy's saying eat the peas. You're like, I don't want to eat the peas. You're like, 
you should eat the peace. You know, when eternity, judgment, fire thing, I'm kind of telling you, when that all happens, you're going to probably want to eat the peas. Go to work. I want a reward that's unparalleled. But I got to know what to build. It's his church. And I want that work to survive. It's not mine. It's not my grandma's, my grandpa's idea of a church. I'm not a consumer seeker church. I'm a connected, filled with the love of God church who loves other people so much that I see them. They matter to me. If it, and, and, and I want my life to matter so much that people would say, if it wasn't for Josh, where would I be? Imagine if we all live this way. Then we have to know when to build. We're going to know where to build on Jesus, what materials to build with, his love, his unconditional love, how to build, right, with his love, and what to build. It's his stuff, his church. We're building his church. That's our job. And when to build it? Now, because now is the only time you got. It's the only time you're guaranteed is right now. How much of your time would you, of your life would you not waste if you knew you only had three months left to live? How would you live your life differently if you knew it's only three months? I'm going to make the most of every day, and I want to make the most of every day right now so that when I step into eternity, I'm going to get some kind of reward. Jesus is going to be proud of me. He's going to high-five me and <laughs> not just high-five me, high-five and check out what I have for you. Enter into my bounty. Come on, my abundance. God is longing for us to figure out that we, the church, are his unstoppable solution for the world. It's time to become expert builders. Our materials, our love, and authentic connection. Let's get to work. The question is, will you join Jesus's construction crew? Are you joining the building team? Every expert builder is purposeful. Every expert builder knows how to make the most of every effort. We have to slow down to go fast and go big. We can't skip steps in building his church. If we do, we will have catastrophic consequences. Every connection matters. Each person matters. We are not just trying to collect a lot of people so we feel like something meaningful is happening. We must invest our lives to be a part of something real and authentic, worth trading our lives for. The church is called to connect. Build and connect, not divide and collect. We're not competing with other churches, dividing them up so we can have their spoils. And this collect, oh, well, we got the coolest thing going on now. So like our worship guy, he's way cooler. Look at him, his hair is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it just flows in the spirit. Whoa! If you could see Mike Rue in the spirit, his hair would just be like, what? <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. <laughs> How do we go from there? All right. 
Whatever we're building is not a competition for ourselves. Every church in this city, every believer in this city is part of our church. Actually, I said that wrong. Part of Jesus' church, his church. None of it belongs to us. It's all his. And we're building it with him, for him as worship. But are we? But are we really? God goes, hey, we're going we're gonna to see. He already knows, right? But if your motive is love, you're going to win. Love doesn't divide and conquer other itself. We'll cut our own bodies up and go, oh, that's going to be awesome. Cut my arm off, and then I'm going to gather it over here. That's so weird. That's what we do to other churches. If we speak bad about leaders, we speak bad about other churches, we talk bad about one another, we, d- we divide and then collect. Oh, we collect. We feel like, oh, that's great. We're, we're, we're designed to build and connect. And that happens when we think small enough that one person matters, that every person matters. Who matters to you and how do you matter to them? And will it matter in eternity when the fire gets kicked on? 1 Corinthians 9.23 is, I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessing. It's a blessing that comes when you share the good news. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only the person, one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their, disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose with every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, like a Marine, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Not disqualified from entering into heaven, guys, gals, but disqualified from the reward because it was for him and he got his reward on earth. Are we gonna get our reward on earth by collecting and making ourselves feel important? Are we gonna get our reward in heaven by building and connecting people to God for him as pure worship? Talking about my friend John Byer. I don't personally know another person who has affected individually more people than John Byer just loving people straight into the kingdom. I I was hanging out with him one time and this guy comes over and he's like working a job. He gives him a job, a place to live. I'm like, and and, and the guy's like getting his life together and the guy starts telling me about how important John was to him. You know that where John found me? I was living in a tree hole. Literally dug out under the roots of some tree, outdoors, homeless, living in under a tree. And John, I didn't even find that guy under a tree. I don't know what he was doing. Listening to Jesus. And he found him there. And he pulled him out of that tree hole and he gave him a job and he loved him. And he brought him into the kingdom. The guy got saved and now he's like serving the Lord. I want my life to matter like John's in heaven right now. And I promise that guy's reward is big. I promise you. His life didn't have to be perfect. He did this 
all the time, relentlessly, are you, am I, will we? Will you answer the call to be a builder in the kingdom? Just make every day matter to someone. Build with the right materials. Build it on Jesus. Build it for him. Build his church. If someone comes against the church, you go, no, 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 no. That's my daddy's home. That's my home. That's where I belong. But you can't wait any longer. You can't wait for someone else to connect with you. You and I have to stop being soft Christians. They're just like, oh, if they just would do my nails better, then I'd stay. How good does it have to be? How much better does Mike have to play? How much longer does his hair have to get? We just need to build and just love people like crazy. This American way of building church is broken and sad if we keep doing it for us. And it's all gonna get burned up. And I was gonna be like, okay, we'll do another generation. He didn't care about time. It's about people in heaven. I wanna be a part of that. Do you wanna be a part of that? Will you answer the call to be a builder? You're made for connection. You're made to build connection, not wait for it. Not let someone bring it to you, and when they do it the way you like well enough, then you like, participate. Start a small group. Start to build. Start to serve. Start to make it happen. Start to share your faith. Don't wait for another message. Bring someone to your church. Let them experience the love and the power of God. Tell them about Jesus. Accept rejection in your life. Embrace it like it's your code of armor. Come on, embrace it like it's part of your life. Let them reject you. We never will. That's why you need a church. Church makes sense. You got something to build. Let people to build it with. See people's lives transform. Pull them up out of their tree holes and let them become someone of purpose. You know, you can pull someone out of a tree hole and when they encounter Jesus, they can be a dynamic kingdom builder. It doesn't matter where you start. It's all about watching Jesus grow people. Plant a little seed, water a little water, harvest a little harvest. How fun is that? Then stand into eternity and look at our reward together. Let's stop leaving. That's one way to start. Shift your mindset. I'm a builder. Builders don't leave. Lead somebody to Jesus. They're going to sit next to me. We're going to worship him together. And I'm going to teach them how to lead somebody to Jesus. And we're going to sit them next to us too. And we're going to learn how to worship together. We're going to build builders and learn how to build builders and build more builders and build more builders. And we're going to end up in heaven. We're going to say, it's pretty awesome. If you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, respond to the connection call. God made you for a connection with him. It's so easy. It's just fall in love with him today. Fall in love with Jesus today. Give your heart to the God who created you and made you for a purpose and wants to bring you and invite you into his family and love you every single second moment of your life and through eternity. That's the God that he loves you and, and, and that, that designed you and is calling you today. It's so simple. 
Bible says all we have to do is believe in our heart that Jesus is God. He is Lord. Give our hearts to him by confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart. He is Lord. You're saved. And nothing can break that bond, that connection. And the power of God will be moving inside your life that you can teach and show and share his love with others. And the people you know that need that connection, you can begin to sow the love of Jesus in their life. Would you close your eyes with me for a moment? If you're here today and you've never made Jesus your Lord and you've never allowed him to save your life and had that God connection, if that's you here today, I'd love to just pray with you. It'd only take a moment. But would you do me the honor of just raising your hand here in the church? Anybody here, I wanna receive Jesus. I wanna make a connection with God. Jesus, I'm ready. I wanna give my life to you. Is there anybody here? Jesus, I wanna make you the Lord of my life. Just stretch your hand up. Awesome, we're gonna pray. Just pray this with me. Maybe you're here and you didn't raise your hand, but say, Jesus, I declare you as God. I invite your love to rescue and save me from my sin. Come fill my heart with your presence. I want to be a builder in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. We hope to see you soon.